Well, it's Thursday, the 1st of December, the last month of 2022, and officially Socceroos Day today. Incredible scenes over in Qatar. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Chris Classic here, and I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. Hey, Shane, I believe you warmed up for the Socceroos Clash with, with lunch with two legends, John Eels and Toby Green. Yeah, lunch with Lee podcast yesterday at uh, District Brasserie in the city. Um, yeah, two legends, uh, and a former Australian Wallaby captain, John Eels. Uh, really interesting to chat to him. He had some really good thoughts around where the Wallabies are at and where, where they need to get to. Yeah. Um, and AFL, a bit of a bad boy, Toby Green, who plays for GWS. Um, I don't think he's a bad boy at all. I think he's a, a very, very talented footballer and just had a few issues on the field. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, he's very smart boy studying his own MBA so a really good listen that way. Yeah right yeah just misunderstood look forward to listening to that uh, today on the show of course we're talking FIFA World Cup we can mention that Australia are through to the last 16 unbelievable uh, considering how far we've come from our qualifying we were languishing plenty of cricket uh, news about Tiger Woods saying that Greg Norman is destroying the PGA and much more so stay tuned. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, as we mentioned, Shane, uh, I'm still stunned at this. Uh, I'm as big a Socceroo fan as the as it gets. Uh, Drag my backside to see the Socceroos get beaten many times in the 80s, but we're through to the last 16 with a squad that nobody fancied. Australia won, defeating Denmark nil, and it's enough to get through to Group D with two wins, two clean sheets, and just a, a proud nation now. Yeah, I'm ashamed to say I wrote them off. <laughs> and, <laughs> You're not uh, on your own. And, yeah, I know, like a lot of uh, Aussies did, but uh, look, an unbelievable win uh, to beat Denmark in itself is, is, is a great achievement. Um, 1-0 win over them. And, and Matt Leckie, the move that he made, oh. cutting inside, cut back, and then just dragged it across his left foot to put it in the side of the net was uh, was an unbelievable goal and had great composure in, in what t- will turn out to be one of Australia's biggest matches in on, on the football park. It's just extraordinary. We were battered for 30 minutes of that game mm. and on our heels. Tell us what it's like when you're in a sporting uh, contest. You, you, it's not going your way early, but you just dig in, dig in, and then you feel that momentum switch. The Danes started to look tired. What, what's it like when you think, hey, we're back in this? Yeah, well, I think you can definitely use uh, for your advantage is that when you're not expected to win, um, mm. the team that should win, I, I think they often feel a lot more pressure. Um, so if you could just hang in there, like you said, and wait for the momentum to shift, you're, you're always a chance to turn the game around and, and they'll get frustrated and, and try more things, which opens up more opportunities. So that's the way Australia played. But to have that composure on that world stage is a big effort from that for that pretty 
young squad and the Socceroos. And uh, once again, congratulations to them. Yeah, it's a minor miracle we even made the World Cup to get to the last 16 is extraordinary. But we also could get... Uh, we'll see and wait uh, who we, we face in the uh, the last 16. France, of course, not doing us any favours. They lost to Tunisia uh, one goal mm. to nil, having a goal uh, overturned at the death. Hey, plenty of news also from the World Cup. David Beckham, the football legend, checking out of his $35,000 per night accommodation uh, because they found out, uh, fans found out where he was staying. Yeah, he's been mobbed and uh, <laughs> looked a lot of issues around David Beckham actually going over there and, and supporting uh, Qatar mm. due to their human rights issues. and But they found out, yeah, he was staying in a very palatial suite. I think it was nearly 37K a night. Um, and he had his own pool and own spa and all that sort of stuff and own concierge. And uh, they don't know whether he's actually even left the country at this stage or he, he's hiding in, a, in a, probably in someone's palace, I reckon. <laughs> well, six and out have signed some <laughs> lucrative deals in their time, Shane Lee. Uh, probably not quite on the same par as Ronaldo uh, and, the, and the deal he's just signed. So the deal, he signed with uh, Saudi team. Um, Al Nazar, a uh, two and a half year deal mm-hmm. worth three hundred and eight million dollars Australian. <laughs> That's five point three million a week he gets to pull on a pair of footy boots. That is a ridiculous. So he's now the highest paid sportsman of all time. And, uh, wow, that's a huge deal. Yeah, he could afford a few lunches with Lee's, I'd imagine. Yes. Uh, look, let's go to a, a really uh, totally uh, different uh, story on the scale of things, a really sad story. Iranian footballer Ali Karimi uh, alleging that death threats have been made against him. The first thing I think of was Andreas Escobar, the Colombian, who was, of course, murdered yeah, after shot. a World Cup game. Yeah, mm. so uh, it's, it's awful to see this type of thing arise again. Well, Karimi... Uh, Ali Karimi is known as the Asian Maradona, and he's 44 years of age. He's always been outspoken against the Iranian government um, and has had death threats. Mm. Uh, and only recently, like his family and friends are now also being intimidated. But uh, when the Iranian government shut down the internet, he was outspoken and told people how to get around yeah, that. That's right. um, yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and, uh, which they wouldn't like. So, yeah, watch your space. Hopefully for him and his family's sake, he'll be okay. But, uh, yeah, he's treading on very... Uh, Dangerous grounds there, I would suggest. Yeah, it's uh, not good. Let's hope uh, nothing uh, comes further of that. Uh, of course, while mm. we're getting excited about the Socceroos, it is just a game. Uh, to crickets, there's a game being played. The first test, Australia uh, versus the West Indies. When they, when you win the toss, do you, do you send a side like Australia into bat? Well, I think it was their only chance. If you look at the wicket, the wicket had quite a bit of grass on it. Mm. It had good carry. It was swinging around. But Australia just dominated... Um, a really good test match day, uh, two for 293 Australia. Warner, the only one really to miss out so far. He scored five. Kawaja, opening the batting, scored 65. Looked, was very patient. Um, he wasn't in great rhythm, but he had to get to 65. But Labashane stealing the day's uh, honours with 154 not out. Steve Smith, 59 not out. You have to think Australia's going to make 500 plus here. And, game over. Yeah, this game could be a, it could be game over within four days already. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a run machine, isn't he, Manus Labashane? Extraordinary yep. find at three. I mean, looking at when he was uh, playing Sheffield Shield, you would never have picked that he would be the success at three that he's been. But, uh, and, and what do you make of Steve Smith's change of technique? It's uh, more pleasing on the eye, Shane, but, you know, he's a run machine anyway. He is, and um, I think Steve Smith has the ability to really look into his own game a lot mm. um, and to reset and to restructure. I think that keeps him fresh. Um, he's obsessed by batting. He, he thinks about it day and night. And, <laughs> he's one uh, of them. Look, I, I, yeah, he's one of those, yeah. And uh, he, he'll go on and make a big hundred here. Um, but yeah, he, look, he looks quite balanced at the crease. He always hits the ball under his eyes. Um, 
But, yeah, he's had some strange techniques over the years, but effective nonetheless. Question without notice. Uh, would you like to see yep. more Julios in the Australian side? I, I looked through that. There's two <laughs> of the old Julio and nerds. The rest, they're all nerds. <laughs> Alex Carey, he's a Julio, and I reckon Kwaja could get away with it just. Not enough. Yeah, well, I reckon Pat Cummins might be a bit of a one. He's a closet one, I reckon. Closet but, Julio? Uh, okay. Yeah, closet Julio, but yeah, the rest of them are dead set nerds. And <laughs> <laughs> big, big on stats. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be great team dinners. They wouldn't at all. Uh, the door remains open, though, for Steve Smith to play a part in this year's BBL, although it is looking increasingly unlikely he'll be uh, part of the Sixers campaign. Yeah, and no, I think, too, the fact that Steve Smith's gone and remodelled his technique for test cricket, I don't think he's going to want to come back and try and change things again um, just for a few games in the BBL. Channel 7 obviously want these sort of star players to be playing uh, due to their TV rights deal with Cricket Australia, but um, yeah, I, I dare say Steve Smith won't come back and play this. Yeah, there's certainly uh, d- definitely issues there with audience numbers, isn't there? We'll go into that uh, probably greater detail in the next uh, few days. Uh, look, stay with us because we'll be chatting about the NRL boxing, the world game, and more after the break. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Well, the world of golf, Tiger Woods uh, back in it again, hitting out uh, at uh, another big giant in the Great White Shark. The Tiger versus the Great White Shark uh, saying that Norman is trying to destroy the PGA Tour. Does he have a point, Shane? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know why America thinks they should yeah. own golf anyway. And, and yeah. I think they've, they've been stealing players for a number of years, the, the US PGA. And I think this is a bit of an evening up. Um, yeah, Tiger Woods coming out. The, the the more the more concerning story I think from Tiger Woods is that the talk around his own personal health and he said he can't even walk the seventy two holes anymore. He said he's playing unbelievable golf personally when he uses a cart to get him around. Yeah. Um. But he just doesn't think he's got those the moles in his leg anymore to be able to even walk around a golf course. He said he's got some real issues there and um from, from a, a long term health perspective I, I, I can't see him playing much more golf I think he's going to hang the boots up yeah I think it's time it's remarkable yeah. he even came back yeah. from that car uh, crash look rugby league uh, the Eel star Ryan Madison reportedly uh, changing his mind about serving a suspension next season for a crusher tackle he now wants uh, to pay the necessary fine can you change your mind I don't reckon the NRL will let him um, I don't know why no. the club didn't demand that he just paid the $4,000 fine as opposed to taking three-game suspension. That means if it's if he's held to that, he misses the first three games for Parramatta this year, which is Storm, yeah. Sharks and Manly, three key games that's going to set up their season. Um, he was just obviously very distraught post-losing the grand final, um, made a rash decision, didn't, didn't think he should have been having to pay for that act that he did in the field, um, but obviously regretting it now. So hopefully they'll overturn that and 
come to the senses and let him play. Yeah, I know a few close friends that uh, know Ryan Madison. Meant to be a, a mm. really nice guy, but he does some strange yep. things. And there's and there's a lot of talk about Ryan Madison. Hopefully they're as weak as they uh, can be, Parramatta, because uh, they take on, as you mentioned, my boys Manly, uh, considering... Uh, making Jake Trebojevic co-captain uh, and 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 giving Dali Cherry Evans the VC armband. Yeah, well, or, or, or potentially co-captains. Um, yeah, yeah co-captains so I think they're going to divide. There's been a divide in the club ever since that Pride round, um, yeah. and Jake is obviously liked by everyone within the club. So I think elevating him to co-captain, I think, will potentially fix that um, that rift amongst the. The, the two, uh, I suppose, pools of players in, in the Manly yeah. Football Club. So let, let's see what happens there. I think it's a pretty good idea. And I think it will also win some fans uh, of the Northern Beaches over after. They don't like uh, sacking their own. No. And with the sacking of Des Hasler, uh, I think uh, Jake would be very popular with the fans on the hill there. Uh, you love your NBA, Shane. And uh, Luka Doncic is doing it again for the Dallas Mavericks. This guy is a superstar, isn't he? He's only, isn't he? He's only 23 years of age and he's recorded... The sixth, it's only the sixth player in history to do this. At 23, he's recorded a 40-point triple-double, right, oh, three times. Incredible. And that's ridiculous. And he's unbelievable. He's only 23. Look, he was playing uh, probably his Dallas Mavericks against uh, Steph Curry's uh, Golden State Warriors, and, and, and they won as well, 116-113, taking down Steph Curry's team. But, yeah, 40 points. Um, what's his numbers? He's 41 points, 12 assists, 12 rebounds, four steals, and a block. Wow! Yeah, big game. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I mean, there's so many Australian basketballers making their mark. He's right up there uh, with the best of them. Uh, speaking of a young man making his mark, uh, you couldn't pay me enough to step into a UFC uh, ring. But at 18 years of age, Raul Rosas Jr. wants to do that and make UFC history. He's going to be the youngest uh, UFC fighter, as you said, in history, and he's still in high school. Do you think he gets? Into punch ups at high school? I doubt it. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, you're not taking his lunch money, are you? No, no. That, Here, that's my handball. Give it back to me. Because I'll, I'll kick you in the throat. <laughs> the teacher tells him to pick up papers. He goes, I don't think so. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, he made school captain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Hey, uh, it's uh, yeah, quite extraordinary that he would even be in a position uh, to do that. Uh, speaking of war stories, though, Shane. You've got one uh, from your time over in the West when you went over to uh, to, to bat on a, a bouncy whacker. Yeah, well, it was the first time that I'd, I'd been to the whacker. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only 18 years of age. Yeah. And they're now playing the test match at Optus Stadium, which is different to the old whacker. But it was renowned to be really, really fast wicket, and it was. And we got out there, it was almost glass-like, the wicket. Yeah. And I remember Neil Maxwell, um, who, who you know as well, yeah. my old um, teammate and, um, and manager at the time was playing. And he took out a white ball, and as he looked at his sort of reflection in the in the wacker wicket the day before, he said, "It can't be that bouncy." And he bounced the ball in the wicket, and the ball sprung up, smashed him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then he knocked his teeth out. <laughs> so um, yeah, it is very very bouncy, and uh, I think that game only lasted about two days over there before we were home on the plane, bowled out for not many and not many. Well, that is Afternoon Sports uh, today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Hopefully, we'll bring you more Socceroo victories. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. Tune in to Afternoon Sport tomorrow, Shane, for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance 
with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.